So the scripture today is going to come from the book of Luke. It's in chapter 12, verse 13. And it says, Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat drink and be merry but God said to him you fool this very night your life is being demanded of you and the things you have prepared whose will they be so it is with those who store up treasures for themselves but are not rich toward God he said to his disciples therefore I tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or about your body what you will wear for life is more than food and the body more than clothing consider the ravens They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and ye God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? If you then are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? The word of God. Good morning. Oh, I want to hear that. Good morning. Oh, that is wonderful. That blesses me. And I hope it blesses all of you. Whenever I start a message, I always ask those who are gathered to pray the prayer that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I want us to pray that all together because I'm not the one who's preaching. God is asking all of us to hear the message that you are sharing morning so let us pray that together let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight O Lord my strength and my redeemer amen okay this morning our message is about the rich fool and I want a picture of him up here so we can think about him there he is got all this wheat, it's all before him, and he's gathering and gathering and gathering, and he has so much of it. He's saying, I need to build barns so I can have more of this. And then he hears the message, you fool, your life is being required of you today. Now, what's going to happen with all of this? Does that speak to you? It speaks to me. 
I hear God saying, here you've been busy with this and busy with that and busy with this and busy with that. I have something I need for you to do. And you are busy with this and busy with that and doing all these things. It speaks to me. I might not have a whole lot of money. I might not have a whole lot of that. But there is something, and I know what it is, and you're going to see my story in just a second. But because of that, God has something that God wants me to do, and I'm too busy with this other stuff. Been busy with it. And I keep hearing God say, enough of this. There is a story happening to me that tells me just what this story is like. We always think of the older rich fool. But when I think of the story, it reminds me of a time when Donald and I, that's my husband, and I had, we were taking our youngest child to meet a little guy who uh, lived with his parents and he was the only one and he didn't have any friends and they wanted us to bring our little Dorothy over to meet well we all call him uh, Daniel <laughs> uh, Daniel I remember what his name was but um, to meet him so that they could play together and so we were excited to do that, and we brought him, and he was excited. Oh, he had somebody now to play with and everything. And Dorothy looked at the, all the toys that he had in his room, and she went running up to play with the ball that he had. And he said, oh, no, no, you can't play with my ball. And he took his ball, and he put it between his legs. And then she said, oh, well, he's got a little train here. And she, he said, oh, no, 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 you can't have my train. And he pulled that over. And he just began to collect all of his things. And finally, he couldn't do anything but sit there and hold the toys. And he looked at us, and he cried. He looked at his parents, and he cried. Good move. And Dorothy, she looked at him. She said, I'm kind of sad. But then she saw that. There was a teddy bear there. So she said, oh, okay. And she started playing with the teddy bear, and there was nothing he could do. Just like the rich young, young fool, he couldn't do anything but just sit there. That's all he could do. And every time I hear the story, I think of that experience I had with Dorothy and Dan. And I feel sorry for Dan. Because often that's what's going on with me. Is that, excuse me, I lost my voice there for a moment. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, is that happening with you also? Is that happening? Or maybe you can't think right now of what it is in your life that you're keeping and gathering so much of that God can't. keeps calling you. And recently I figured out what it was that keeping me 
from doing all that what God wants me to do in my life. A song that Jean knows about because I've been singing it, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, and I didn't know why that song was so important. It's a hymn that, uh, the name of Jesus. But then I began to realize how it was involved in my life. And so I want to show pictures of my life so you get an idea of what I'm talking about. Can we have that first picture? Ah, interesting picture, isn't it? It's of a choir. And where am I in the choir? Now, I like to do this because people start, well, maybe she's in the first row or maybe in the second row and they're trying to find where I am. But you know the scripture that says, I knew you before you were born. And there, God knew me before I was born. You see that gentleman who was directing the junior choir, the man with the suit on in the first row there? That's my dad. And see that little girl on the end? She was 14. And the saddest little girl. That's a sad picture. She was a sad girl at the time. That's my mama. And that's before I was born. God knew me before I was born. And knew that I was going to sing in choirs the rest of my life. I can't stop singing in a choir. Every church I served, and I served four congregations. Every church I served, the first place I went was to the choir rehearsal. Because I was going to sing in the choir. Because I sang in my dad's choir. Once I was born, and once I started uh, going to church, I sang in my dad's choir. And I wasn't the only one that sang in the choir, though. Uh, let's see the second slide there. There I am. Little me with my hand on his lap. That's my brother. Now, he sang in the choir, too. But not only did he sing in the choir, he started playing the organ when he was, oh, he was in... Uh, he was in, he was 12 and started playing for a church when he was 13. Pipe organ. Then he went and built his own pipe organ at the next church that he served. And after he built there, stayed there for 40 years as the main organist until he passed. And you can see little Sylvia with a hand on his Lap said, well, he can play the organ, but I can sing. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, I could sing. And if we could show the next picture, there's the family sitting at the piano, music. Every part of my life has been in music, connected with the church. My mom, now smiling, my dad, directing the choir, me sitting in his lap, and my uh, brother preparing to play the organ. And I was the one that I wanted to always sing, and I would sing anything my dad wanted me to sing. 
And I didn't understand why he chose certain people to sing songs. It didn't make sense to me. There was one woman, he had her sing the solo part to every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart, I will play, I will pray. And I didn't understand as a little girl why he did that because she couldn't get past the first three notes of the solo. She would always say, upon the <laughs> my God. <laughs> and she cried through the whole thing. He always had her singing. And I was like, well, why doesn't he choose somebody else who could get through the song? He could have chosen me. That's Sylvia who loved to sing, who was taught to sing as a soprano at an early uh, time of her life. And you can see the next picture of the innocent-looking Sylvia. She's so innocent, isn't she? Reminds you of yourself in any way, yeah. See, the innocent Sylvia that wants to sing that song, yeah. And finally, the next one, you can see her singing. Climb every mountain. Playing that and I, yes, I have sung solos with choirs. Even in the churches that I served, yes, they allow me to, to sing a part. And I thought, that's what I'm supposed to do. God has been telling me something else. And because I've been listening to myself singing in this choir, this huge choir that I was a part of, it was a large choir, and the soloist in this choir, she had such a marvelous voice, but I thought I could just sing just like she. She had a marvelous voice, and God had called her to sing the solo and me to sing in the choir. You see, God has something for each and every one of us to do that is simple. What is it in your life? that maybe you've put too much emphasis on, emphasis on, and God has something else that you're supposed to do. And God continues to call you to that. And I discovered that God had called me to be part of the chorus. And that's the message to us, simply that God has called us to be part of the chorus. God will choose who is to sing the solo part, and we can join in the chorus. And so in practice, as I come to the end of this message this morning, in practice, I want us to get an opportunity to be a part of the chorus as we sing along to the name of Jesus. And she is going to begin the... Here we see the man who wanted to gather too much stuff. There he is. His eyes are blind. He can't see. And as he is sitting there like us, wondering what God wants us to do, we begin to prepare ourselves to be a part of the course. Let's just listen to the the soloist, who is not me. 
as she tells us about the name of Jesus. So sweet. When we come to the chorus, you're going to sing with me. We're all going to sing together. Prepare yourselves. Your heart is on this side. I want to hear you. Together. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Oh, beautiful. The name of Jesus. 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 It's worthy praises. It's worthy praises. Forever. Listen to Connie one more time now. What she's saying, oh, let its praises ever swell. Here we go again. Let me hear all the parts. The name of Jesus. 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 The name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, it's worthy praises. Oh, listen to it again. Next one. The name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, 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 the name of Jesus. One last time and see what Jesus does. Eyes are open. 
the name of Jesus, 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 the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, his worthy praises forevermore. Let the church say amen.